from Wall Street to the White House. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're talking to John Carney, Breitbart News Editor of Economics and Finance and co-author of the superb Breitbart Business Digest. John, welcome back. Let's talk about let's talk about inflation and let's talk about oil and energy inflation, which um, Jay Powell didn't want to talk about at his press conference. Uh, Edward Lawrence, our Fox reporter, asked him finally, and then he gave this really weird blubbering answer. But, John, oil prices have gone back up about ninety five dollars now in the world markets. Uh, gasoline is, I don't know, 385, 386, 387. What's going to happen here? I mean, uh, we're short. We are short oil production, it seems to me. And that's going to be a big problem. And that's going to be reflected in the inflation numbers in the months ahead. And that's going to affect Fed policy in ways that I don't think the Fed is ready for or being honest about. That's right. Look, oil is going up, uh, and it's gone up a lot over the last two months. It's very likely to keep going up because, frankly, the countries that could produce more oil uh, aren't going to. Russia, the OPEC countries, Saudi Arabia in particular, have said, but basically they've said that we tricked them into overproducing. Because the Biden administration said, look, we're going to release oil reserves because oil was up at $125 a barrel. We're going to release it, but we'll buy it back when it gets down to, you know, $70, $80 a barrel. So they, they pretended that they were more or less setting up floor uh, and they didn't do it. They didn't buy it back. So basically we alienated OPEC. OPEC now says, we can't trust you with the price. We need to make up for it dropping so low before. And, of course, Larry, none of this is necessary. We can produce all the oil mm. we need in the United States. But the Biden administration, through a whole number of policies, has really done its best to discourage it. They speak a good game. They say they want more oil. But the investing in refineries, investing in oil extraction rigs hmm. is a expensive business. And people need to know that they're going, you know, if you declare in 2023 that we want the entire U.S. car fleet to stop burning gasoline sometimes in 2030, 2035, you're not going to get any more investment in domestic oil production. And that's what well, they've they, done. They don't have it. I mean, it's... They use SPRO, as you mentioned, a strategic petroleum reserve. But that thing's been run down almost half of it. Not quite half, but almost half of it. I mean, <laughs> there's no SPRO cushion there, is there? I mean, how, how right. far down can they run that thing? That's right. Look, I mean, you, you, you don't, first of all, you can't run it to zero because just like <laughs> any other tank, that you, you know, like an oil tank you might have in your house, if you empty it out, it's ruined. So you, you can't really right. run it to zero. But also, we, you know, we're in hurricane season. You want to keep some of that oil around mm. for if you actually need it for strategic reserves. Remember, it was never supposed to be a price control reserve. Uh, it was supposed to be a strategic reserve. Something happens in the Middle East, of, you know, a natural disaster in the Gulf of Mexico, you know, an earthquake somewhere. Then you use it. You don't use it just to, you know, control the price of oil. That's how they used it. They ran it down. They didn't refill it. 
And now it's created a big problem. As you said, Larry, this, you know, oil is part of inflation. It is part of the CPI. It's a Mm. big part of household expenses, particularly for, you know, really rich households. It's a very small percentage, you know, of what they're, you know, what they're spending either on heating oil or on, you know, gasoline in cars. But for working class families, gasoline and, you know, heating oil are very big parts of the budget and they're pretty inflexible. Hmm. Meaning, you know, you can't decide not to drive to work uh, because, you know, then you just don't get paid. So when so this actually really puts a strain on household budgets, the Fed likes to talk about core inflation. There are good reasons for that. But, you know, but oil and and Powell, at least to his uh, credit, admits, look, we can't really ignore what happens in gasoline because, that's a big part of household budgets. If you ignore that, you're ignoring a big part of what makes what has been making life more expensive for a lot of Americans. Yeah, but uh, you're not far from a hundred dollars a barrel. You may break through a hundred dollars a barrel. You're not far from four dollar average gasoline in a lot of parts of the country. It's much higher than that. Uh, my point is, um, the Fed's got to be very careful here. If Oil and gasoline prices keep rising. Electricity prices keep rising. That's a big household expense. They will, you know, monetize, cover, accommodate the oil shock, and it'll be built into the entire CPI. You'll start showing up in services and labor costs and whatnot. And I don't think the Fed's prepared for any of that. I think you're right. And, you know, it's the way oil spreads through the economy you know, it feeds mm-hmm. into food prices because they, it, it goes into fertilizer. It feeds into food prices because it goes into what it costs to bring our food, you know, in trucks around the country. And it feeds into food prices because it affects what we spend on electricity to keep food cold. So if you think about, you know, that's just one group of products, right? But there's, but there's oil all the way through. And if you look through the supply chains of the United States, there is petroleum products, whether it's, you know, paint for a house, mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, it, it, it's everywhere. So when you see the price of oil shooting up, you can't, you know, it, yes, we know the most direct effect is into gasoline, but it does become a big part of the underlying inflation in the economy. And you're absolutely right. But the Fed is trying to back off of rate hikes. Mm. It's really it'll, that'll become weirder and harder to do if, you know, as inflation keeps climbing. They've had a couple good months. It's going it's started to creep back up. If it, if oil goes above one hundred dollars a barrel, you're going to start to see some pretty big inflation numbers. Well, you've got um, five and a quarter to five and a half percent target rate. Uh, John, I think there's a pretty good chance it goes to six percent. I, I think that's right. I think uh, Michelle Bauman actually said that she thinks that they may have to keep raising. I don't think that they are going to uh, be able to say, okay, one more hike. Right now, this is what the Fed has kind of communicated, what the market is saying. One more hike, probably in November, and then we're done. We'll just hold it for the rest of the year. That doesn't work if prices start going back mm-hmm. up, which I think they are very likely to do, in, in part because of the oil influx. And and also just the fact that the Biden administration is the budget deficits are going up so much. That's Mm. a Mm. big fiscal stimulus to the economy. 
that is going to push up prices as well. And so I think they're going to find sometime in the first quarter of next year, in the first three months, in other words, they're going to figure out, uh uh-oh, we made a mistake. We can't just hold at the level we thought we could. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. And some people say the Fed won't um, raise rates during an election year. I don't agree with that. I don't think that's what history shows at all. It's a cynical view, but I don't think it's um, factually correct. They will raise rates. Just uh, whatever they say their target is, 2%, they will raise rates if they have to during the election year. I think I think that's right. I think there may be some hesitancy because they will they will go out of their way to make it, you know, to assure people that they are not trying to interfere in the election. But frankly, they're interfering if they don't raise rates when they should. Right. So realistically, they they definitely should if the economy is calling for it. I think they will. And I'm not sure that it hurts Biden more to have rate. I think actually what would would really kill Biden would to have inflation go back up to 6% year over year. That is, you know, the thing that has made people no longer trust his economic leadership. He came in with a lot of good faith and, you know, people thought he would, he could handle the economy. Well, that's what he ran on. Hmm. He didn't, he blew it. And a huge part of it is, uh, was what happened with inflation. I mean, Jay Powell may as well do the right thing because Trump's not going to reappoint him anyway. (laughs) (laughs) He has no no chance of getting reappointed. Not a chance. Um, I asked Trump directly when I interviewed him a few weeks ago. He said, nope. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think Trump would have reappointed. I mean, you know, it was very clear that Trump and Powell had had a very strong difference of opinion back in 2018. (laughs) I don't think Powell would be Fed chairman right now, frankly, if Trump had gotten reelected. I think that's um, probably right. But, John Carney, let me get appointed uh, before we lose you. And um, we appreciate you on a Saturday. Always um, the uh, S&P. What is it? S&P Global PMIs. Yeah. Looks like a softer economy. I'm you know, it's funny. The third quarter may be a good, strong number, John. But I think the economy is about to fall off a cliff. That's my take. It definitely. Look, part <laughs> of the, the, the thing that's been going on for a long time is We've seen parts of the economy weaken. So one of the things that's super interesting about the S&P Global PMI that just came out is you had a slight strengthening in manufacturing. It's still negative. It's still shrinking. It's mm. you know not good news, but it's not shrinking as fast. But that services sector, which has been a you know source of strength for the economy, mm. is just on the verge of hitting below 50, which is the threshold for mm. contraction. That shouldn't really be happening, frankly. Um, that should still be a part of the economy that that is expanding, uh, in part because the services sector is a lot less prone to be affected by higher interest rates because mm. you don't you know you don't borrow to eat out, right? Or you can, I guess, you can put it on a credit card, but it's but it's not you know most services are not things we finance. We finance uh, goods for the most part, so it's a lot less susceptible to interest rates. This. Said, this report said, uh-oh, you know, this is weakening a lot. 
the caveat on that is that the S&P PMIs have been pretty pessimistic and come in, you know, if you just followed them, Mm. you would have been in the like we would have had a recession already camp mm. um so that that that's my one warning about it All they right. may be a little too pessimistic john carney of breitbart thanks a million appreciate it thanks for Folks, having me we take a quick break and on the other side the great political consultant mr roger stone he's also a fashion consultant i want to talk to him about senate fashions roger stone next i'm kudlow please stick around larry kudlow this is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 